Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. the uh, beach club that was so fun on friday it was fun and we Great made a crowd a lot of people that we uh know and we don't know it was a man who kissed me on my head twice oh there's oh. something nice right and i gotta tell you i liked it both yeah. times it was a very loving both it was, times. well because it was first of all it takes very there's very few men i know that stand above me tall enough to kiss down on my head mm-hmm. and uh this guy was a biker he was bald and he had a beard and he was wearing a vest and he grabbed me and i was like i'm either gonna die or mm, kiss, exactly, and there you go i know exactly what you're talking yep. about he looked very intimidating yep but he was sweet as can be yep. and uh i was like okay i'm not even i'm not only am i not angry at that i kind of enjoyed it yeah it was very <laughs> it was very brotherly like i was like all right uh yeah what a what a fantastic crowd i met um uh, Carmen's trainer, Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was out there. He was yeah. very nice. Right. Was that his girlfriend that he was with? Yeah. Yep. Well, um, oh. yeah. Oh, Be oh. careful. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to put his business out there, so I don't know. Could I have hit on her is what I'm saying. Or would Ja Rule have beat me up? Uh, <laughs> no, you. Could, he loves you, so you could totally. Oh, I'm, and I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, there was, I don't know, there was a lot of good... A lot of good people. I had a, a good time. I don't. I, I didn't really drink that much. So the next day, I kind of I wake up and I go, oh, "What happened?" Really? And I go, "Okay, <laughs> no way." I do remember it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I know. Right, I can't fine. believe how I slept in until like one thirty, and so I missed the backyard thing, which I apologize for. You slept into one thirty. I was, I was up and on the road, but I was up and out out of the place by nine thirty, and there was Joe sitting outside on the bench. Yeah, yeah. that's and how I he go, does it. With well, his shoes off, I go, what's up, Pat Pat? And he's like, hello, Michael. I like it here. And I go, it's pretty cool here, right? He's like, yeah. And I go, is Spanish coming to get you? He goes, I think so. I go, well, see ya. <laughs> yeah, Spanish left, went and got Joey, came back, and I was still sleeping. And they scared me because they were, like, up walking around, and I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what happened? Now, did you... uh Makes me love to anyone? Did you leave with anybody? No, I uh, ended up staying with Carmen because uh, everybody had left, and I was I was pretty drunk. At one point, I, they someone gave me like a highball of just Jameson on the rocks. Oof. So yeah, after I finished that, I was pretty loopy. And the last thing that I remember is getting a text from Joe saying that you guys had left. And I remember looking around and only knowing Carmen. So at that point, my brain was like, just Follow stick her. with Carmen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you did not make sweet love to anyone? I did not. But the two of you were had each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. slept fully clothed. Back, <laughs> yeah. Back In the to, same bed? Back mm-hmm. to back. Yeah, yeah. like we didn't uh, even cuddle. I would at least wait till you pass on. Uh, no. <laughs> we snuggled. We snuggled a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Uh, I did send Spanish a text, though. What did I send you? About the uh, orange? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it's very nice of you. 
Dude. No, I, the girl in the orange that uh, right. Josh brought up on stage, whatever, as I was leaving, I saw her, so I texted Spanish. I go, hey, the girl in the orange is up by the pool tables. You're welcome. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked, walked over there, took one this good look at her. This is guys living through you. Is what that well, is. I'm just trying to help I out. Know. I'm like, he thought, you know, maybe he thought she laughed or whatever, and I'm... Spanish is single, so go get it. I tried. I walked over there, took one good look at her, and in my head was like, all right, this is what I'm going to say, and then took three steps and was like, way too wasted. Pull out. Uh, abort. Abort. Yeah. Terrible. It's never going to get it. Yeah. Spanish, a woman told deputies that her 78-year-old landlord began screaming and wildly swinging at her with a sword <gasps> that had been hidden in his cane. Oh, my God. He ordered her to get out. Uh, Melissa Herrick was described as visibly shaken and crying by a deputy who responded to the incident. Herrick uh, t- uh, told the deputy she had a legal rental agreement with the guy who called uh, for law enforcement two days in an effort to have her removed from the home. Uh, when she refused to leave, he unscrewed the lower portion of his cane to reveal a <laughs> hidden sword, yes. which he used to threaten her. Uh, that and that, that's what Spanish got me for my birthday. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I love it, and I've already used it. Have you really? Uh-huh. That's awesome. Already to scared. kill a guy. Oh, already, I hope so. Already scared my children with it. You should, and if they ever try to mess with you, just let them know. You know, I pull it out, out, and Joey goes, oh, "Is that a gun?" Because it has a gun handle, uh-huh. and I go, "No, worse." <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, there was a guy in hold that wanted to yell at me for defending guns. Uh, yeah. I was willing to talk to him, but he didn't. He didn't wait. Uh, if I can just reiterate what I was saying, and if he chooses to call back, it's it's bad to leave kids in a car with a loaded gun. You're saying it's not a good idea to do yeah. that. It's a bad idea. Okay. Okay. Especially when those kids are like, I know that I could leave my son in the car. He's 12 years old. I would not leave my daughter in the car. She's five. My son knows to never touch it and never go near it. But what I was saying was, it sometimes sounds a lot worse after it's over because. If you left the kid, this person's a horrible person. They left two young, young children in a car alone for a half hour. Right, that right away, right away makes them bad people. Mm-hmm. But would you leave your son in your car with a gun in there? Oh, my my son? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> that just makes me nervous just hearing that. I, I'm, I hope never never anything ever, ever, ever happens, whatever, and I believe you that you, yeah. you know, he wouldn't. But, oh, man, that makes me nervous. There's not, I don't want to be alone in a car with a gun. Uh, with a, in a car with a gun. Yeah, but the thing is, is that uh, the common sense will tell you nothing's going to happen unless you touch it. And my son and I have a very good relationship with that. He knows what to stay away from. Now, my daughter, she also knows, but I can't tell you what a five-year-old's going to do when I'm not there. And uh, I trust my son. But at the same time, what I was saying was, is that if you leave a five-year-old in a car with, with a loaded handgun, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that that gun's ready to just pick up and fire. Right. And I'm not just talking about a safety. It could be a safety, but also you have to chamber that bullet. Most five-year-olds can't do that. Now, I'm not saying that that's, oh, don't worry, just don't chamber the bullet and yeah. leave it with a five-year-old at all. It just sometimes sounds a lot worse than it is. That's all I was saying. And that guy wanted to yell at me, but he's he's not there. Another guy called and said he found co- uh, cocaine in a pineapple. Ooh. I really wanted to hear that story. Delicious. You eat it really fast. <laughs> uh, so do you remember the uh, shoes that we were talking about that uh, were selling at Nordstrom that looked like they were all beat up and everything? They were the Golden Goose Right, and I shoes. have a pair of Golden Goose. You have yes. Golden Goose, but not these ones. These no. ones uh, look like they're canvas, and they have like, duct, tape, the duct, tape. duct tape around them and stuff, and they are you know look like garbage, look like yeah. shoes you got out of the garbage. They sell for five hundred and thirty dollars for a pair oh. of them. Nordstrom already sold out of them. Jesus yeah. Sold out of them. Yeah. That is unbelievable. What is going on in the world, dude? I'm telling you, it's the, it's the upside down right now. There's, there's nothing makes sense anymore. I I couldn't. They're ugly as hell. 
they're ugly as hell. They look like old, old, old Converse that you know are from like the fifties or something with tape around the front. They're dirty. They're scuffed up and stuff. My son said, "Please, I want to get that." I go, "There's no way. There's no way I'm buying those for." I just bought my son an expensive pair of sneakers uh, because he really, really wanted them, and he really doesn't ask me for anything. And uh, I can't see me like he's bought. Other expensive shoes before him, then he outgrew them. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got right, growing yeah. feet, and those he—they're in excellent condition. They're pristine. Like if we could, I guess we could sell them if we wanted to. And he knows that he buys a shoe cleaner and he takes care of them. So I bought him an expensive pair of shoes, um, and but they're nice looking, and they'll be comfortable and practical, and he can wear them every day to school if he wanted to, and that just makes more sense. But this is just. That's almost like swinging your D around. I'm going to buy these ugly shoes because everyone will know I have ugly. Uh, but I think it's more I'm an idiot and I'm influenced by media. And I just, you know, oh, they're new and people are talking about I got to have them. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of people like that. Doesn't make any sense there to me. There are a lot of people. Remember when Casio uh, watches made a comeback a little while ago <laughs> and everybody's wearing these little Casio watches, which you know probably should be worth four dollars now at, at a yard sale yeah. and people are paying hundreds of dollars for them oh. online that's just absurd but that's the cool kids are doing it so my sister-in-law yeah. was telling me they went to trader joe's and they have a spice called everything but the bagel has anybody tried that uh-uh. i have not i know what it is but so, i haven't tried yeah, it it's, so it's, it's like like everything a, bagel yeah. yeah everything bagel the stuff that's on there but you can put it on chicken or you can put it on all the different stuff well they don't have a trader joe's where they live so she went and bought some, and she said she bought like six cans of it or whatever, you know, whatever the things are, because they sell them. Not that they are going to sell them, but they're online for like super expensive, like hundreds of dollars, whatever. When a, a, a thing of it is, I don't know, a dollar or something. Damn. But just because there's no Trader Joe's where certain people live, yeah. they're going online and buying it for super, way more money. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, know? stock up. Yeah. yeah, right. But like, do people not know that you could? Like order it? No, they don't ship them. I guess. I guess yeah. Trader oh, Joe's wow. doesn't ship it for some reason, or I don't know why. But uh, oh. I, I think I found myself a new business. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there's a challenge put out by a, a Six Flags in St. Louis. Challenge accepted. Oh, what God. is it? Uh, the theme park is hosting Fright Fest. Mm. 30-hour yes. coffin challenge. Oh no! Ooh, stay nope. in a coffin. Stay in a coffin. Nope. Nope. Challenge starts at 1 p.m. Saturday. Until 7 p.m. the next day. Challenge declined. Yeah. Here's what uh, six lucky participants oh, will lucky. be in a uh, two foot wide by seven foot slightly used coffin. Slightly used. Two feet wide doesn't seem very wide. No. I guess when you're fat. Um, you'll get meal, snacks, and drinks. Okay. One six minute bathroom break every hour. Mm-hmm. Phone charging stations. Okay. Random visits by the Fright Fest freaks. Uh, anyone who exits the two by seven box for any other reason will be disqualified. You're allowed to bring your own pillow and sleeping bag or blanket, though uh, you can do your best to, to stay comfortable during your time inside. Um, their phone charging stations are inside the coffin. I'm telling you right now, I do this no problem. So really? you could have your phone in there and you can have your pillow and blanket. Yeah. And is there anything on top of it? Like, could I open it if I wanted to? Um, no, they actually p- close you in the coffin. I know, but it's closed. But I'm saying, like, if I go, I went out of here, I just push it open. Yes, like, and there's you're nothing. disqualified. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can totally do that. If I'm on my phone, I can just hang I out and sleep. Right. No. Yeah. I get too claustrophobic. I don't. I, I mean, I do get claustrophobic, but if I know I can lift that top off, 
Like, and I would just go to sleep. I can't even sleep with like the covers over my head. Like I get. Oh really? Yeah, like that. that. So I should return the gravity blanket I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think the prize is? The prize you win like four tickets to their I, scary thing. I was hoping a lifetime, uh, you know, access to Six Flags. No way. Those who survive the challenge will be entered into a drawing for a three hundred dollar prize. Oh. Yeah. They'll also receive two 2019 Golden Season Passes, uh, which I guess allow Gold Season Passes, which lets you go in whenever you want, uh, Fright Fest Package and VIP Hornet House stuff. So you you do get two, you get 300 bucks and, and uh, one year of free entry into the thing. Now let's and change. you can take the coffin. You can take the coffin? Yeah. <laughs> let's change it up a little bit, okay? So you get uh, free into the park for the rest of your life, whenever you want, you plus three people. You also get $10,000, but they bury the coffin, <gasps> and they have oxygen in there where you can breathe nope. and stuff, but it is six feet under, and they pile six feet of dirt on top of it. You can have your phone. You can have your blanket, everything else the same way. Nope. You have oxygen sent in there. Do you do it? Nope. No. No? No? Mm-hmm. No? So when I first started in radio- <laughs> And there's rats and stuff. Oh, what? <laughs> Good. When I first started in radio, uh, one of the things we did, uh, Jason Dixon, was frozen in ice. Uh-huh. Was buried alive in ice. Like David Blaine? I don't know how David Blaine did it, but um, it, so we went to see Jason, it, and it was at a car dealership on 19 over by the Walmart where Drew does his uh, Christmas mm-hmm. thing. It's not it's not a dealership anymore, um, and they have a giant truck that's an ice truck. It's got a giant ice block inside, and Jason was in there laying down on a on a sheet with a pillow. And there was a window where you can kind of, where you could see his face and a little thing where he can talk to you. And he was in there with a the phone, and you would talk to him. They can call him on the morning show and check in with him. People can go in the truck and they could see him in the thing, and then they'd exit. And we went there at night to see what was going on. I guess at night when nobody was there, he would sneak out every once in a while. <laughs> so it's two pieces of ice that they put together, and the, there's really no gimmick around it. They cut a hole in the center. And you go in there, and your body heat acts like an igloo in there, and it keeps you kind of warm. But the thing was is that when he had to go uh, tinkle, he'd have to go into a Ziploc bag. Oh. Yeah. Because he he couldn't get out when there were people there. Yeah. But the claustrophobia of that would make me insane. He said he had plenty of room. He could turn over and stuff, but still... I, he was just think about there. it. So there's two big blocks, whatever one on top of the other, and you're in there, and it shifts, and uh, it just uh, crushes you. I, I have to tell you, I don't even think that there was any possibility for danger there, other than the ice melting. And I still wouldn't want to do it. Just to be, the whole fact that I couldn't just get out when I wanted to, it's making yeah. me antsy. Uh, yeah, just talking yeah, about it, yeah, would drive me insane. Would drive me insane. And and I don't want to do anything until I've been in there for like, I, like I, I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, you tell me I can't move, and then I want to move. I have such a hard time getting an MRI um, because they you have to lay there and go into the tube. Be still. Yeah. Well, I don't mind the stillness, but it's the tube is they'll put you in up to your nose. Yeah, and it's right above your face. Now I know I can just put my hand there and push out of the tube, but the fact that I can't move my arms freaks me out. Would you rather you have to die? There's no I want to live. Whatever you you're dying. You have to absolutely die. Would okay. you rather have somebody? Take a knife and cut you across your stomach so your guts fall out and you die that way, or be buried alive. Give me the knife. Give me the knife. I'll do it myself. Oh, yeah, oh. get guy get me before being yeah. buried alive. Oh yeah, because buried alive, oh, you're God. scratching, trying to yeah. get out, losing your fingernails. I don't know. Might probably have a heart attack from stress. If I, I would got just do alive. like Uma Thurman. I would just. Mm. 
Right? <laughs> Kill Bill. Yeah. Punch out of the thing. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I never saw it. What did she do? Kill Bill. Uh, she got, she's buried alive in a coffin, and she goes like this. Mm-hmm. And she punches all the way through. through. Uh, yeah, and then digs all the way right. out. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, uh, that's I'd, not real? We can't no, do that. That's a shame. No, uh, I'd, a I'd cut my uh, guts open. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, not even. Mm-mm. Do I have to do it? Do I have to do either one? Can yeah, I just yeah. live? Nope. I, I already can... said you can't live. Oh, damn. Gio, can you come in here a second? Uh, I don't... I, th- I think I would pick fire before yeah. Buried Alive, too. Oh. Mm. I'd crisp up, and this is yeah. from a guy who grabbed a hot oven thing the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got a giant... Oh, I don't... I just don't like the, the claustrophobia. Um, I was just looking at this headline in the story, and I don't know what it's about. Booger McFarlane, what does he have to do with Monday Night Football? Oh, he's on the broadcast team now. For on like who? So Booger McFarlane is it's who? It's um, he's like took the John Gruden role. No, he he's like the sideline reporter now. They have him actually on this mobile like tower that goes on the sideline, and he's he, too slow to walk, and he commentates on it. Really, like he's so part of the official Monday Night Football. They go, broadcast let's go down team. to Booger McFarlane on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. They say Booger. Uh, what's his name? He used to do that. The big Tony uh, Saragusa. Yeah. whatever. Didn't he? Wasn't he on? Something? Not too long. Yeah, yeah. at one point. Yeah. So who is on? I don't even know who does Monday Night Football. <sighs> I forget now. Hold on, it's got to. It's got to say it somewhere. Al Michaels and uh, Chris Collinsworth. For yeah, they no, do Thursday Night Football. They, I think. And, and they were on last night. Gruden was on Monday Night Football oh, last yeah. season. Now he's off. And the dude from ESPN. I think so. I don't remember exactly yeah. who the team is. But I know Booger is actually a f- part of the broadcasting for Monday Night Football now. Yeah. Um, all right. Hold on. I think I have it here. I had it somewhere. So these are the people that have been on Monday Night Football before. Keith Jackson. Which Warren Sapp called Big Lip Keith Jackson one time. Howard Cosell, Dandy Don Meredith, Frank Gifford, Al Michaels, John Madden, and John Gruden. My favorite, I love Madden and Summer all together. I don't care what, it's just like Gene Deckerhoff. He never gets anything right, but you just used to hear in the voice. (laughs) I like anything Al Michaels does, and I even like Chris Collinsworth. People hate him, I like him, and I met him one time, and he was super cool. Um, I don't think I really watched football when it was Don Meredith and Frank Gifford. I remember watching it, but I don't remember like hearing it. I couldn't tell you what it was like. I remember Frank Gifford's voice yeah. on commentary for football. Um, and Don Meredith was the iced tea guy to me. He always did commercials for iced tea. That's all I remember. And then you had uh, the John John Gruden was in there with a couple. And don't forget Dennis Miller. You're leaving yeah. Dennis Miller out of that pack. That was the worst. Uh, it just it was because they were trying to force. He was Something. trying like a gimmick, and to me, it was too much. It was forced. And uh, and don't forget Rush Limbaugh, also yeah. part of yeah. Monday Night Football. That was with Dennis Miller, right? Or no? No, no it was before Dennis yeah. Miller. And then Rush Limbaugh said they brought Rush Limbaugh in because they wanted somebody different. They wanted somebody opinionated and somebody who also knew football. And Rush Limbaugh is a big football fan. And they brought him in, and they were talking about Donovan McNabb, and he said that there is such a rush to promote a black quarterback and Donovan McNabb is not that good. And that was enough for people to say, oh, he's got to go now. And then they brought Dennis Miller in uh, because Dennis Miller was also a football fan. Very funny. But then he he just did too much Dennis Miller and not enough football. And uh, even that wasn't that great. But he didn't care. And that's something that he got to do. Uh, Booger McFarlane is 40 years old. 
He will be the play-by-play man. He will be joined play-by-play man Joe Tessitore. Tessitore? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. And analyst Jason Witten, I know, is a former player as part of ESPN's crew. So that's the Monday Night Football is Joe Tessitore and, and Jason Witten? I guess so, yeah. Jeez, I wonder why Booker this is only the third game, so. Uh, his perspective will be unlike any other in sports broadcasting history. Why? Because he's a field analyst. And he's moved up and down the sideline by the Boogmobile. No. A cart with an outreach arm that supports two platforms. One is for McFarlane and the other is for a camera operator. Perched 10 feet off the ground, he has an elevated view of the line of scrimmage and the sideline. That's pretty cool. It it looks ridiculous. But he gets to go out and look over the sideline. That's pretty uh, Listen, you want to be in the game as much as possible. I'm going tonight. I'm excited to see the Boogmobile to see how ridiculous it looks. Are you going tonight? Yeah. Uh I'm worried about how tired I'm going to be in the morning. Well, yeah. th- listen, Gio, the good thing about this show is your your work comes before the show starts, right. and you could take a nap during the show until I go, Gio! <laughs> then you're fine. Uh, okay, so so uh, how do you think Fitzy's going to do tonight? I think he's going to – it's going to be a shootout, I think. I think he does well tonight, again. I, the only problem is, is that um, – Roethlisberger really needs to shine tonight on Monday Night Football. Yeah, Steelers are desperate for a win. He is, yeah. Um, But you know what? I mean, this could be the uh, this could be this is definitely make or break for Fitzy. Fitzy throws three touchdowns or more, which is very possible tonight. And Jameis is sitting down next week. I walked into Publix over the weekend, and they had Fitz Magic shirts at Publix for sale when you walk in the door. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Pete used to do a lot of that stuff. So they can't. I don't know about Publix, but like other stores can't buy. They don't buy. Uh, they don't have a license for NFL stuff because I guess Publix does. So Albertsons would always buy whatever shirts Pete promoted, and Pete would have to, uh, they'd make tons of money off of uh, selling selling you know football shirts there. God, he's such a hustler. Uh, I say tonight Steelers twenty seven, Bucks twenty. Ooh, sounds about right. Yeah, uh, I say no. I said definitely wrong. Um, I say twenty. No, 17, Buck 17, uh, Steelers 6. Oh, wow. It's a bold prediction. Yeah. I'm telling you. I don't, I don't think that uh, Fitzy's going to run away with it, but I believe that the defense is going to shine tonight. This Buccaneers defense that we need that's there comes together on Monday Night Football. I think for one thing, though, tonight, I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of Steelers fans there, but that place is going to be probably the loudest and most electric. I have to tell you, I know forever. there's a big Steelers crew here, but this is this is back to being Buccaneer territory. But again. I'm telling you right, right now, prior to the season starting, I said it would probably be 70-30 Steelers fans. Now that the Bucks are starting out 2-0, and I say it's going to be about 50-50. It, but I think the Steeler fans probably jumped on those tickets early yeah. before the, the Bucks were, you know, they right. thought they weren't going to do that great. So Steeler fans, the minute they announce the game, they snap up those tickets right away. I don't know. Bucks, uh, Bucks fans want to go to a Monday Night Football game, They'll too. pay for them. Yeah, yeah, a lot of South Tampa bitches putting on their All-Star jerseys <laughs> yep, tonight. Yep. If O'Brien's is any indication, there are a lot of Steelers fans in town. So I remember I went to Monday Night Football last time the Bucks played the Steelers, and it was, I mean, the terrible towels. It was Crazy, just it, uh, the Steeler fans outlasted the Bucks fans. Is that when uh, we beat you guys with Charlie Batch? Yeah, I think yeah, that, that's, that's great. great. <laughs> that's <laughs> hey, listen, Batch. I, I'm uh, very much looking forward to tonight's game. I, we'll all be tired tomorrow. He's going yes. to the game. I'm going to watch the whole game, unless it's a blowout at, at a certain point. Yeah, I don't want to. I hope it's not close so I can leave like the third quarter. What do I do now? What do I do? What do I do if 
the Bucks kicker gets hurt and their backup kicker's hurt and they're like, can anybody in the stands? You know kick? what to do. And then, but that, but I'm a Steelers fan. No, so I got I kick for the Bucks. Yes, you, you kick for the Bucks. <laughs> Galvin, listen to me. I went to go see the Yankees Red Sox series. Yeah, and sat in the front row next to the dugout, courtesy of Mr. George Steinbrenner. Right. And I said to him, Mr. Steinbrenner, I have to tell you, if there's a bench clearing brawl. I gotta go. Yeah, but you're. I gotta go. You're I know, but you have to decide. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna punch a Red Sox. Damn right, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight two Red Sox. Yeah, but I had I had to make the decision. I had to look at him and I had to say, "There's no way I won't go." And he said, "Yeah, damn well better." Mm. So let me tell you, Galvin. I know that the Steelers are your team, but if the opportunity comes for you to put that leg out there, yeah. you damn well better go. Yes. They're gonna have to have a contract ready for me to sign then. <laughs> well, listen. We'll pay you afterwards. You no, just get out there. No, I've heard that before. You just get out there and you do your thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you? What that pressure would be like? Do you think you really? <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd eat that pressure. <laughs> I have no problem. That is not pressure for me. That's not pressure. That is my time to shine. That's when I go. Yeah, no problem. So confident. Listen, Galvin can kick. I'm not gonna lie. We've seen him kick. He can kick. But kicking with, you know, twelve guys coming at you. Mm-hmm. Six of them big black dudes. As long as the holder has it right, I, I got. I have no problem. Three steps. That's all it takes. For. Would you be willing to do it against a uh, a football team? Yeah. Like if I could line up the USF Bulls. Yes, absolutely. Defensive squad. Absolutely. You would kick on them. Yeah. And they can't. They, they can't get you. They like can't if you, touch me anyways. Well, they they can if they block it. They can block the ball. They can't hit me. But they, you can get hit in the... I mean, you see what happened to that kicker yesterday when they blocked the ball. I fall down and I go, Goo-goo! Yeah. And they <laughs> throw flags and I get to kick over. Look at that guy. Look at that. Look at those kicks. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, those are about 35, 40 yards. <laughs> no, it's not I, look, that's still... That's pretty good. I Listen, anybody thinks that they can go up and... I could drop the ball into my foot and kick it a mile. But when you try to kick it off the ground, yeah, mm-hmm. I did that at Pepin Rude one time. And I was like, I'm going to put this right into the street into Kennedy Boulevard. And I kicked it and it went bloop, bloop, three <laughs> feet away from it. It's a lot harder than it looks. Uh, so there's uh, Bone TV showing footage of Galvin kicking. And he did do it here with Matt Bryan. Matt Bryan said, he's pretty good. Yeah. And in fact, he was really, his accuracy was better than Matt Bryan's. By the way, homemade team. Made that myself. Uh, Joe, good morning. Good morning. How how you guys doing? Good job, man. Oh, how, how you doing? I'm okay. Um, I want to predict. Bucks. I'm with you, Mike. Uh, but I'm going out on a limb. Bucks 38, Steelers 21. No offense to you, Gallon. I knew you're a Steelers fan. I hope you're I offended. I'm offended. <laughs> Why? No, go ahead. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clear that throat, son. Uh, um. I'm old. That's why. How old? Are, how old are you? I want to know what age I'm going to be before Flynn builds up in my esophagus. Fifty-eight. Oh, I got time. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you got time. All right. No problem. You. And plus, I don't smoke, which I think probably is helping out the situation. Fifty-eight doesn't sound that old anymore. No. Fifty-eight. No, you're like, only, ah, that's not that bad. It's only a couple <laughs> years away. I mean, do you realize that in a couple of years, which I mean, a couple of quick years, we're going to be celebrating my fiftieth birthday party. Yeah. We just had my fortieth. I know, party. right? At the Hard Rock, back when the Hard Rock used to do fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and now uh, we are looking at planning a 50th. And is it is it a cool party or now do we just have dinner? Because no one would be 50-year-old man in his rock and roll oh, band. Good yeah, party. it's at a lounge. There's a jazz band. Yeah. 
Yeah, but not too loud. It's acoustic. It's yeah, yeah, only three piece, like piano, stand up, bass, little That's drums it. with brushes. It's like from five to eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Five, four yeah. to eight. Yeah, Two yeah. for one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you will, Joe. I know. Um, I definitely, I was talking to my wife last night, I definitely want to do uh, Wedding the Sequel in March. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was trying to explain it to my dad. I was like, no, it's not a, we're not renewing our vows. We're just having another wedding, the sequel. Mm-hmm. The second one, he was like, all right. Are you going like, to do right. it on the same day that you had your original wedding? I don't know. I mean, it would depend on if that falls on a weekend or not, you know? I got gotcha. you. No, I would think that we'd probably pick a uh, our anniversary in March. It'll be our 16th anniversary, which really is Sweet inconsequential. 16. Oh, I guess so. Sweet 16. Once we beat seven years where I was like, oh, we're locked in for life. Now. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, 13. Yeah. yeah. It was quick, right? Oh, Yeah. There used to be a time where I was worried about getting fired uh, from this job because then what would I do? Now I'm like, well, if I get fired now, I can always retire early. Like, no, I realize I'm old, you know? Will you have to upgrade the ring again since you're doing a renewal? I mean, I'm fine with that, but my wife, we've already upgraded her ring twice. For every pay grade I go up, she gets a new ring. So uh, I I would imagine she's probably due, you know? (laughs) And I don't really know. My wife has no... Like, I ask her, what do you want? And she's like, I don't want anything. And I go, all right, well, then I go, let's go to the Golden Diamond stores. And she's like, I don't, I love it, but I don't really. I go, there's a diamond necklace. This is the hot thing. And she's like, it's pretty, but I'll wear it one time. Like, she's just not that bright. I don't know how much bigger her ring could get before she's embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's at the point now where when she goes out, people go, I love your ring. And she, I think that she's very happy yeah. with that. Now it's just going to be like, okay, we get it. You have a big ring. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're yeah. rich. You make a lot of money. Right. And that's not what she's looking for is to impress. She wants to love her ring, and she already loves it. I'd worry you become like a target at that point. You're out of the grocery store or something. Sure. Somebody sees a big rock on your hand. So yeah. Big. I wore a, uh, my buddy Sammy was the general manager for the Tampa Yankees here, and he has a bunch of World Series rings. So when I went up to the World Series one time in New York, he goes, you want to take one of the rings? I said, yes, I do. And I uh, wore it to the game because it fit my ring finger perfect. And we were on the way to the game. We were in the subway. And the subway was so busy that it was like five subways packed before you could get up to the door to get there, you know. And then once we were on, everybody was squished. But it was all it was all a bunch of people going to the game. So everybody was happy. It was like, yeah, Yankees, you know what And everybody's cheering and it was great. And then once the train moved, I put my hand up to grab the bar and the entire car went silent. I went, Put my hand back in my pocket. I was like, that's not the best idea in the world. So I made it home. Made it home. Thank God. Yeah, thank you. I'm Babe Ruth the third. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I went to um, I went to eat dinner before that subway ride, and it was we went to eat kind of early because it was we wanted to get to the game in time. So the restaurant was kind of empty, and we're in Little Italy, and we're eating, and they uh, they kept coming by the table and bringing water and bread and everything, and then they're all staring. And finally, the guy comes over. He goes, "Excuse me, I got." He points to the other guys. He goes, I got to ask. I go, yeah? I was waiting for them to be like, are you a cowhead? But they were not interested. And I said, yeah. And he goes, "Uh, the Yankees, uh, the ring. And I went, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I went, well, they don't know. I I said, I'm uh, part of the broadcast. Uh, uh, Clearly, you're not an athlete. How you get to the ring? (laughs) I was a long time ago. I was a little bit more in my athletic shape Uh, back then, yeah. Is it a possible you're the catcher? <laughs> are you a Mr. Engelbert? Uh, I forget. Uh, what are the Yankees mascot? <laughs> no. no, no very nice. Yeah, no, no. Well, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, retired Yankees. We're, we're yeah. all similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't say who, but uh, that uh, other player that's coming in the studio. 
Yes. Uh, that's still happening? That's still happening, yeah. Okay. Still right. being finalized. All right. We need to take a break, but I need you guys to remind me after the show. I need one of you to call uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Jericho is scheduled to be in the studio with us on Friday. Fozzie's got a show at the Orpheum that night, and I'm now not here on Friday. Right. So there's Why? two options. There's two options. Jericho can come in on Thursday or Wednesday or whenever and, and promote that gig, which I'd love to have him on, which would be my choice because I, I have things I need to talk to him about. Or two... He comes in Friday and co-hosts the show with you guys. Either way, I'm uh, I'm good. But please remind me after the show. Yeah. Because poor Jericho's going to show up here and be like, wow. <laughs> this scarf's going to be on for you. I put two scarves on for no uh, reason. Yeah. I made all this lemonade. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, take a quick break. It's a Mike Caldas show. Uh, we have some stuff to give away. Maybe we'll do a little contest of sorts.